This is Witch. I'm your host, Crystal Kennedy, and together we'll explore the world of magic, mysteries of the universe, spirituality, and so much more. The word witch for me has always stood for woman in total control of herself. Well, I'm far from having total control over myself, but I strive to learn more every day and share my findings here with you. I invite you fellow seekers to grab a broomstick or your favorite witch's brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Witch. Hey babes, it's Crystal, your friendly neighborhood witch here with some spooky goodness just for you. A surprise bonus episode with the amazing MC McGuire, witchy supernatural author and psychic witch. This is a very special bonus episode I have been saving for some time now. It was recorded over a year ago and was such a special interview and the the timing just never felt right to release it, you know? And now I know why, because the perfect time is now. Spooky season just felt like the exact right time to release an episode with two witches just being witchy. (laughs) And we cover a lot of witchy ground in this episode from growing up, being able to literally see and interact with ghosts to religious oppression. You know, we really span the gamut of witch topics here. Um, And when you listen to this episode, to me, it really does feel like you're with your coven gathered around a cauldron, just cackling. (laughs) Um, Now, since this was recorded back when I was only doing audio for this podcast, unfortunately, there is no video to go along with it. But it's such a great conversation. I doubt you're even going to miss the video even a little bit. Um, Be sure to keep an eye and an ear out for this month's feature episode with cosplay master Cosmo Tayson dropping Witchy Wednesday, October 26th. I have the 13 days of Halloween content going on on my Insta and my TikTok right now. And a special spooky tarot offer and a surprise live with a very special guest coming your way over the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, please rate and review the show. Five stars is always appreciated. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok for more witchy goodness. All right, witches. um, This is a bonus episode. So without further ado, I present to you a spooky speed words, a spooky season special. What a witch's life it is with special guest MC McGuire. (laughs) Oh my God. I have... The most badass guest today, you guys. I am so incredibly excited to introduce <laughs> the the lovely voice behind the Psychic Witch Diaries. If you don't follow her on Instagram, do that immediately. Um, <laughs> Mina, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to talk to you today. Oh, girl. So rarely <laughs> do I get like a true, true witch. Like I have witchy people on here every week, but I very rarely get like a true dedicated practicing everyday witch. And that is so exciting for me because I feel like I can treat the interview almost like to, to quote, um, Oh gosh, Paige Vanderbilt, I think is her name, uh, from the fat feminist, witch. she has a, a thing she calls the witch and bitch. So that's what I think of every time, <laughs> every time I'm on here with it, like, it. True witch, it. you know, it's like the witch and bitch. Um, Thank you so much for being on. I am so incredibly excited to talk to you. For those listeners who don't already know who you are, can you give us just a little taste into who this gorgeous human is? <laughs> um, uh, my name is Mena. I, I'm a hereditary witch from multiple sides of my family. And uh, yeah, I, I, th- I love empowering people to break through religious guilt, um, to empower them to be spiritually broad. And yeah. 
I love that so much. And it's, <laughs> it's Mena, right? Like this, the Spanish well, pronunciation. Well, my, my full name is Jimena, mm. um, but it's, uh, it's sometimes hard to pronounce. So I just go by Mena and my family goes by Mena. So you can call me Mena. <laughs> I love that. I feel you. Cause I have, um, before I got married, I had like a hyphenated last name, last name. One yeah. was the very Irish and one was the very Italian. And I ended yeah. up having to leave the Italian name off of most of the things I did for that reason. Cause people couldn't oh, yeah. pronounce it. <laughs> so I was like, no, oh, whatever. I, 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 did, I was in the sorority in college and going through a rush, people were like, what the fuck is your name? So <laughs> I think it's gorgeous. Jimena. Yeah. Yeah. Jimena. So beautiful. What is that? Do you know what that means in Spanish? Uh, it's funny. Cause my husband and I talked about it this morning and I told him, uh, my name means truth speaker. Uh, we were like, but no, it means my, my name actually means uh, listener. But I mean, tomato, tomato, <laughs> honestly. I was like, like, I'm a truth speaker. That's what my name means, but it's no, that's not what it means. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give you a little something here though, because it hit my brain as soon as you said it. Um, you, to be a real truth speaker, you have to do a lot of listening because you have to be informed. Oh, so, there we go. There. So <laughs> she, it's one of, it's, uh, you know, it's the same side of a different coin or I'll a different side of the I'll, same coin. Yeah. 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 I'm yep. going to, I'm going to say that. Now. <laughs> He's here, baby. Um, <laughs> so being a hereditary, witch, can you like explain a little bit of what that means to those who don't know, or maybe, you know, haven't seen or heard the yeah. word hereditary before? <laughs> like I have, but I, you know, just in case. <laughs> so, so I think before we tackle that, I think the most important thing is just for everyone to realize that we in terms of when you talk about like a gifts of which can have like clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairgustance, we are all gifted. And that's something that I am really, I really want to be clear wherever, whenever I'm talking to someone witchy, we're all gifted. We've just been conditioned through religious oppression to forget our gifts. So the, fact, so the fact that I, I say that I'm a hereditary witch is because there are family, there are members in my family who have done the deconstruction who have strengthened their gifts and who have passed down a lot of their witchy practices. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, that's really what it means. Um, yeah. it, it really sounds more pretentious than it is. Um, it, it just means that my family has done a bit of religious deconstructing and has really, you know, been strengthening those gifts that we're all gifted. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love that you said that. I never thought of it as a pretentious thing. It, it literally hit my brain the way you said it, where I'm like, oh, this lady is like, she has family who has practiced this. Like there's a lineage yeah. of this practice in her history. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been deepening her whole life. And she's yeah. around healed family members who have already dealt with the like crazy oppression and like coming out of the room closet and all the things right. that we've had to do as modern right. witches. Right. Um, so I never took it as a pretentious thing, but I love that you said that because yeah. some new witches who may not be um, have the same knowledge that we do yeah. as practicing, which is for a long time right. might, might be like, Oh man, is this something I have to be born into? No, yeah, no, no. Everybody I, is magical. Exactly. And that's one of the things that, you know, I'm not better than you. Right. Or, or no one is better than each other. It's just a matter of breaking through those like pre-constructed oppressive systems. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, honey. Yeah. And, and doing the work too. Cause like when yeah. you, I feel like you have, you don't, it's so funny. Yeah. I was talking to a previous guest about this too. Like you don't come out one day and you're like, today I am a witch. Like you don't levitate off your bed. Like Sabrina does and Sabrina, the teenage yeah. witch at your 16th yeah. birthday. It doesn't happen like that. Right. But because that's what I saw, I thought that that's what it was. Being a witch is almost like, or getting that like quote unquote, like today I am a witch thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's the day that you decide that you love it and you can't be like, I won't deny it's this part it, of myself it's anymore. 
day of remembrance, right? Yes. It's, it's remembering who you are. And um, yeah, I mean, I never, I didn't identify the witch as a little kid, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's now in my adult life that I can say, okay, well, let me look at what my family's doing. What am I experiencing? These are my freaky experiences. I'm really going to pick up this book. Mm-hmm. And, and like, obviously, like I do some of the traditions that my family does, I incorporate them, but let me actually pick up a book yeah. and study what does witchcraft mean as a practice? Yes. Like what I do in my home with my family, mm-hmm. but what does it mean? And when I picked up that book or a book or, you know, the books that I was reading, I was like, okay, well, yeah. Because yep. my, like, for example, my grandmother, she's been practicing, practicing her whole life. Her yeah. grandmother was also a witch and they have a hard time calling themselves witches. So my grandmother still to this day, she's like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, you know, but, but, but it is, we are practicing witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you call your grandma to complain about someone and she says that she's going to bind them. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, oh my um, God, I love that so much. <laughs> Uh, and you have to like preface conversations like please don't do anything just listen to what I'm saying yeah you're like I just need you to hold space I don't need you to like grab your kit like I appreciate that I appreciate that grandma but hold up (laughs) well you even have those tidbits uh on your Instagram page of like hereditary witch problems and Latino witch problems which I fucking love yeah oh it's just it cracks me up because I can like I'm clairvoyant and I've always had just a really vivid imagination. So every time you post one of those, I can literally see it playing out in my head like a movie. (laughs) So good. You really should write a show. (laughs) We should. Um, So you are not only a witch though. You were telling me earlier, you're also a lawyer. I am. Yeah. When did you just... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Did you get your law degree recently? Was it something you've had? Like, I'm, I'm so it's, curious. It's something that I've had. Amazing. I, yeah. It's something that I've had. Um, yeah, I, I have a deep, I, my calling is like social justice, which translates perfectly into being a witch and uh-huh. what we stand for and helping people fight through the system. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's what I do. And that's what pays my bills. <laughs> so cool. I love that so much. I just, and you don't advertise that on your page at all. Like, it's not like, oh, today I am a, like, I'm a lawyer and all this stuff. You like, you keep it. don't say it because there are a lot of witches who work in corporate and yeah. they'll say comment like, oh, you know, I wish that I, you know, I'm in corporate. It's really hard for me to practice. And then I'll respond and say like, Hey, but I'm a lawyer. Like we can do this. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. literally doing what a lawyer does and they yeah. bring the truth. Right. That's so fucking cool. I love that so much. <laughs> and like, along with your name and all that stuff, like it's just very synergetic, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like growing up in your house as a hereditary witch, as somebody who has like a lineage of these practices in their, in their childhood? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting because my um, for example, like I've, I've talked about this before on my page, but my grandfather uh, was a medium. He channeled all the time. Um, and he, for example, the earliest witchy memory that I have is my grandfather in the seventies, eighties. I don't know exactly what year he, uh, he left a Catholic church. He was like, fuck these people. And, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and my grandmother was already practicing. Like she what we call in Spanish. I don't know if it's the same in Italian, but 
Um, in Spanish, we call people who are mediums vivantes, like seers. They're called seers. Okay. Yeah. It's similar in Italian. The word is different. And I'm really trying, like my, my Italian yeah. is rusty girl. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word, but it's a similar thing. It's a, it's a seer. Yeah. 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 And, and her grandmother, you know, also they're just, they're just like, I don't even know where to begin anyways. So it's, 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 um, my grandfather, you know, my, my mom grew up in a witchy household mm-hmm. and my grandfather one day, he's like, fuck these people, whatever. And it's interesting. Cause my grandfather had, um, two of his nieces are, were nuns. And oh, I, think, wow. we had, I think we had like a priest somewhere in the family. Wow. So my grandfather, you know, he's, he's a medium. He's, mm-hmm. you know, having these experiences and he decides one day, um, and on the family property to open a chapel that would face the street. So, so it's like your front house. Right. And then like yeah. next to there's a chapel part of our, part of the family property. And the chapel was created so people can go in for, of any faith and just be there and pray. Yeah. Oh my God. I just got the chill so hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Grandpa George. <laughs> um, so, uh, and there was like, there was an altar, you know, it's like set up like a chapel, like what we understand a chapel to be, but, sure. um, he, it, it didn't, you know, it was, it was run through like a volunteer. So like, yeah. no, he hated accepting money from people. He never did because he was like, well, I hate the Catholic church. Why would I, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it was run on a volunteer basis and we would have, um, women come in, um, which is crazy. Cause I've been having these conversations with people about being a priestess and what that means. Right. Um, and I guess he had like s- women come in who were, I guess, priestesses or like nuns of sort. Yeah. And they were mediums and they would be seers. So they would come in and do like, like clean up. They would help my grandma and things like that. Oh. And people would just come in and like worship and like pray and do whatever my grandpa had like a library of books on the side of like different spiritual topics. Yeah. So, um, I just remember like skipping in that chapel yeah. um, as a little, like little five, four year old. And like one of the, I guess, volunteers, she would be like mopping. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and just hearing the conversations among the people that would come in about visions and about talking to spirits. And I remember there was, um, there was a lady, I forget her name, but she was blind and she was a volunteer and she would come in and she would talk about the vision, the visions that she would see. And I would ask, you know, but how can she see if she can't see? Mm-hmm. And, you know, these type of, this is where I started getting a lot of the definitions about like what yes. it means and things like that. Um, and then my grandpa would channel and he would type up, like, he has like so many transcripts of his channeling sessions. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so that was my grandparents' house. Um, can I move and- in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chapel's still there. My grandpa actually, you know, he passed away in 2008 and I'm he makes appearances like yeah. still. Oh he, yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my uncle went there, uh, I think a couple of months ago and he married into the family. So it's not like, you know, he has nothing to do with like, sure. the lineage. And he reached out to my mom and he said, um, cause my aunt is very much in denial because like, you can imagine like in the eighties, like your dad has like a, like a hippie chapel yeah. and your mom, you know, is a seer. So, you know, everyone, all the kids really rebelled against it. 
Yeah. Um, so my aunt, she still like hates identifying with anything with me. And my mom is coming around to it more and more Mm -hmm. just because me and my sister were very, like, we're very much practicing now. Yes. Like out in the open. And, um, my, my aunt's husband went to Mexico and he saw my grandfather in the chapel like months ago. Like maybe like three months ago. And he reached out to my mom because he knew my mom would understand. He's like, I never believed in anything that you guys ever talked about. Yeah. But I your father. I had a conversation with him and he told me to come into the chapel to take a seat and just like relax and meditate. And my sister said, I don't know if mom told you, but like, this is what happened with their uncle. I reached out to my uncle and I said, Hey, I believe you. Like, and we just had this whole like esoteric conversation about like, or witchy like life. <laughs> it is it is amazing to see somebody come around like that because it really it, sometimes it really takes a visceral experience like that for somebody who's so into three D of it all right yeah. and we're raised yeah. to be that way it's no one's yeah. fault yeah I, I feel like other like people like you and I because from a, when I was a little kid like I just couldn't get enough of this right and I grew up very Christian so. Mm-hmm. My most of my like you know childhood, yeah. it was about fighting that and being like, oh no, this is the evil part of it. You got to control this. You got to control this, right? Yeah. And then like years later, realizing it isn't the evil part of me, yeah. and like that whole thing, we won't have yeah. to unpack that. People know. No, 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 no. And then for me, a lot of you know continuing like my childhood, like astral traveling, yeah, um, was really really big growing up. Wow. Um, a lot of you know we would talk about like oh like I I talked to this person in my dream and this is where I went. Like those are conversations that I had. Yeah. Um, and then growing up in my childhood home, you know, away from my grandparents, um, you know, befriending, I guess, the spirits there. Like I yeah. would physically see them. Um, and I remember when I was in high school, I talked to some of the priests that would come into my high school because it was a Catholic high school. And, sure. um, you know, like there's a guy that sits in the stairs, like that's where he lives in the stairs. And we always fall down the stairs like we always fall. And I saw him very clearly one time and the priest was like, forget about it. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Pray. Like he didn't tell me that I was wrong. He didn't deny it. Yeah. That's what I'm Um, noticing. Yeah. And he was like, don't worry about it. Forget about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Whatever. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it's just very, very, you know, yeah. It's always been visceral for you. Cause you like, when did you start? to know, I mean, to notice these abilities, because it's clearly in your family, like you have seers in your family on both sides, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it was I mean, like, yeah, uh, I think probably my mom and I had a conversation about this and she says that I used to talk a lot to people that weren't there when I was very little. Sure. Um, but then you never know if it's like an actual imaginary friend or like actually a spirit. Yeah. But I think I started becoming really conscious of it when I was um, hmm, probably like 11 mm. or 10 or 8 when mm. we moved into that house that was like haunted as fuck. Whoa. Like we literally had, um, I just remember going up the stairs. Well, this like dude was just hanging out there. I don't know if yeah. he died there. Um, I certainly don't want to ever ask or go back. But um, <laughs> we, um, we would be asleep, like dead asleep. And we would hear someone go up the fucking stairs mm-hmm. and my dad would hear it. My mom would hear it. My sister would hear it. I would hear it. 
And yeah. we would like the first times it would happen, we would wake up and be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And it would be like over and over or like running up and down the stairs. But like it was like it wasn't like, oh, the wood is expanding because it's winter. No, it was like actually like uh, like people running up and down the stairs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I you know, I yeah. Like that one in particular too, because it's one thing if you hear like a creak and you're like, all right, the house is settling. Mm -hmm. But when you hear like a rhythmic run, like that's pretty specific, you know? And yeah, it's, um, yeah, my, my sister always jokes, just like our house was haunted. I'm like, no shit. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, if you really think about it, most of the world is haunted. It's just like some places have a little bit more of an energy signature, like goes hang out a little bit more there. Like, Yeah. Obviously the people that are around too, like if you are a medium, obviously you're going to see more, you're going to attract more because they can like sense that energy. Right. Exactly. It's interesting. People say they're like haunted as fuck. I'm like, I feel like this whole world is really haunted as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. We're just more sensitive to certain areas that hold more energy. Yeah. Yeah. When did you decide to like start communicating with these spirits? Was there a moment where you were like, I have to know like this Um, needs to happen now? Probably when I was eight. Yeah. I just started it was just really normal because they were around me all the time like yeah. for example um it's funny because when you're a little kid you do like uh you pretend you're like a pop star and you oh sit, yeah right and you're like looking at yourself in the mirror like mm-hmm. I actually had an audience whoa yeah and I would and I would like talk to them and communicate with them and for example one of the days that we like we had Thanksgiving at my house or whatever and it was it was a celebration I don't know what it was um but I know it was, I know it was around 2008 because yeah. the Victoria Beckham Bob was like really in and I had one. <laughs> yes. I feel um, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I remember talking to one of the spirits, uh, in my bedroom and I was like, I fucking hate this. Like I was a, like a, you know, I think it was like maybe, I don't know, 14 or 15. I was like, I just want to, cause I love writing. I love writing yeah. like novels. Like that's sort of, I don't do it anymore, but I used to. I love that. Um, and I was like, I just want to be up here in my room, whatever. I was like, you better come down and take this photo with me. Cause like, you know, like come down with me, like come down the stairs. And like, I noticed that the spirit like stayed upstairs. I was like, come down right here and take this photo with me. Cause I'm not going down there. And then like, we can go upstairs again. And I like, can continue typing yeah. that, that photo that I still have has a huge fucking orb next to me. That and, is so rad. Yeah. 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 That is so rad. So like, I couldn't, I could never see them in my mind's eye. Yeah. um, But I knew they were there. I felt them. That is so fucking rad. Like that's the experience I wish, wish most of us had with the realm of spirit where it's like just normal. It's just a normal part of life. You know, Now, now I can see them in my mind's eye, but like before I was like, Oh, like, I know you're here. Like it's fine. Yeah. Well, as a kid, you just have that vivid imagination. Like you haven't had the you haven't been trained out of right the esoteric yet because I feel like we just get like you know yeah. hit hard with that 3d life yeah. growing up and it's just like dissipates more and more and more because oh, yeah. I've I, when I was very little I saw not all the time just one spirit and I would hear things a lot I'm very clear audience yeah um and I just remember seeing this one spirit yeah. and I've never seen a spirit again I can feel when they're around me now now that yeah. I'm more in tune with my gifts and I can see them in my mind's eye but that one particular moment when I was little, it was such a visceral experience that I was just like, oh, and it never happened again like that. So I was always, that's an interesting di- like digression of 
yeah. having this ability blown wide open and the older you get, the more it like closes, you yeah, know? The more, and that's, and that's the thing that bringing it for full circle to what we said in the beginning, like yeah. everyone gifts, it's just a matter of developing and trusting yourself. Absolutely. Cause I remember I've always, when I was little, I was like, I just want to be a witch. I just want to be a medium. I want to talk to spirits. I want to do all this stuff. Yeah. Come to find out I've been doing that shit my whole life. Oh yeah. And had no idea that's what it was. Like, I just thought I was talking to myself and yeah. it's just insane. It's very cool when you oh, actually yeah. like start to develop it. It's pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> Those moments of confirmation where you're like, I'm not crazy. That just happened. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you're also a Latina witch. Yes. Um, and I'm curious, I don't know, and please forgive me if this, if my, if my ignorance is showing a little bit here. Um, but I'm curious cause I, I know a lot of Latino witches call themselves a bruja and I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, is there a, um, a distinction between the word for you personally, or just like in general that I'm not aware of? Um, it re- so I battled with my mom and my grandmother with this term, like we've mm-hmm. had a conversation. Um, so in a lot of different, so you can, you know, I, I respect you. If you want to practice however you want to practice, like whatever, mm-hmm. whoever you want to pray to, like, if that's your flavor, like whatever, it's not yeah. my life. Yeah. Don't harm people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of in central and South, just Latin America in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people who do a lot of freaky shit. Like, you know, like obviously it's Santeria, like it, that's not freaky. I'm not saying that's freaky, but there's yeah. a lot of people who do like very like things to harm people. Um, yeah. and that's in our culture, especially like here in the United States, I guess, Bruja doesn't have the same connotation as like mm. when you're from the mother, like I was born in Mexico. So like I'm uh, from the motherland. Yes, so like are. I, and I lived there as a child. So the term Bruja for me, like evokes people who work with a lot of dark energy. Who, gotcha. So, um, even my grandmother, she, that's why she just like, doesn't, she hates the term Bruja. And I was mm. like, no grandma, but like, what if we call ourselves like white witches she's mm-hmm. like oh Bruja Blanca so like yeah I you know I there's no difference like Bruja mm-hmm. and mean the same thing mm-hmm. but just for me culturally um specifically in Mexico mm-hmm. Bruja for me tends to be connected to people who wield energy in a like darker way gotcha okay it cool I'm glad I asked it might be different for people that are Chicano, that grew up here in the United States and who, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's but, why I wanted to ask, because yeah. I thought I find, you know, even culturally, if you're of the same culture, but you don't live in, like you said, the motherland, Yeah, there's differences and there are things that, you know, get shifted. And, you know, that's why I wanted to ask, because I was thinking about that. I actually yeah. had it written down and I'm like, this makes me yeah. sound ignorant as fuck. I got to take this out. And then no. I was so there's, a, there's like, there's like a, I have a friend who's from California and she, she's from the United States, she's mm-hmm. from Cali and she calls herself a bruja mm-hmm. and like, that's awesome. Like, that's mm-hmm. great. But like, if I went to Mexico and I said, yeah, I'm a bruja, they would think that I worked with, you know, I don't know the devil. Um, so interesting. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. I, and, and then, you know, then again, like, that's just the way religion has controlled us to make us think that the word bruja is negative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I, you know, and now that I don't like, I fully don't believe in the devil because he is a creation of 
religion to yeah. scare people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm much more comfortable with the word bruja, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. I get that though. Like I totally understand. And I also noticed that on your page, you like, you mentioned Wicca. So you are, you have studied Wicca, which I was wondering if that was another distinction because uh, from my knowledge, from my, you know, little research into the topic, Brujaria and Santeria are its own thing Mm -hmm. and Wicca is its own thing. So I was wondering if that was another distinction for you of like, okay, but I study Wicca. So I am a Latina witch, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, Wicca is certainly, you know, my religion and, My family, I feel like we're unofficial Wiccans because mm-hmm. we, um, I don't think we've ever called ourselves Wiccans. I mean, I do, but mm-hmm. the way, the type of magic that we, the type of witchcraft that we practice is very much aligned with the Wiccan train of mm-hmm. thought and practice. Like mm-hmm. we worship the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother has always made her moon water. Um, God, I love that. <laughs> um, my, you know, my mom, um, my, my mom has always been, you know, on the fence of like really diving in and practice because I understand the, like the bullying that she went through as a yeah. teenager that she had the chapel in her house. Yeah. Um, but my sister and I recently went to Salem in August. We went there for the full moon, um, to do a ritual there. Yeah. And, um, we came back and my, my sister sat my mom down. I wasn't there for the conversation. And my sister's like, mom, we are practicing witchcraft. Like, I don't care what you say, but like, I just wanted you to know that me and my sister, like we do that, like, and you need to be okay with that and you need to accept it. And then she and my sister, I guess, had this full on conversation about like the pentagram and what it means. And my mom was educating my sister on what the pentagram means and what the five elements are. And my sister was like texting me while this conversation was happening. She's like, holy shit, mom just went like full on witch. <laughs> oh my God. I love, is your sister a Scorpio? Cause she sounds like a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> She's a cancer. There you go. Water another signs. Wa- another water sign. I know, but a very like truthful, blunt water yeah. sign, you know? Yeah. No, I'm like, a Scorpio. So we, yeah. Yeah. No wonder yeah. I like you. I love Scorpios. <laughs> Like, I just love the, like, truth and the, like, unabashed truth, unapologetic truth that a Scorpio brings, where you're just like, yes, tell me about life, please. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, how fucking cool of that of your sister, too. Like, I love her already, too. I don't even know her. My mom, yeah, my mom has always been, like, sort of on the fence. Um, And my mom is, like, totally a kitchen witch. Yeah. Like, totally. Like, she has, like, stuff in her cupboard that she, like, makes. I love that. Like, like to make us feel like it's it's yeah it's it's just it's like covert witchcraft mm-hmm. for her I could totally feel that though I could feel why like considering there's that much trauma and that much like yeah. hurt probably behind that word for her like I can see why she's not necessarily comfortable right. calling herself that but she's like I'm right. still gonna practice like I'm still gonna do me I'm just not comfortable with that word yeah. and yeah. I get that like that's the whole reason I named this podcast witch is because it's yeah. such a triggering word for a lot of people. Yeah. And I wanted to like, be like, but it doesn't have to be, we can reframe this. We can, this is a construct we've. Uh, Yeah. My mom prefers that I call myself a witch instead of a bruja. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause for her, I'm sure being from the motherland as well, like she has the same sort of like, no, 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 you're not a bruja. You're a witch. I was like, okay, sure. Okay. okay, Mama. (laughs) I'll take that. I'll take that distinction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what practices in your particular craft 
come from like the Latin side. Cause that's, I'm very curious about that. I love the Latin culture. I've grew up in Southern California. So I've been around the Latin culture yeah. my whole life, but I am not myself a Latina ex human being. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just have reverence for the, for the, you know, for the culture. Yeah. And I want to know about like the witch side of that. Um, so for us, we really mix, and I think it's not, um, it's not too far off, but we, we mix a lot of Christianity, Mm -hmm. our practice. So, you know, and that's just a whole nother conversation because, you know, what that, what Christianity means in terms of witchcraft and why they're like basically the same thing, but not really. Um, I'm yeah. nodding my head furiously. <laughs> I, I I agree. Yes. So we um we so basically you know we we pray to a lot of the saints. Um, from my particular my family, I mm-hmm. I can't speak for to other people that are Hispanic and Latina and like yeah. what they do, but from my particular family, since we are Mexican, mm-hmm. um, we you know we pray to a lot of the saints. We you know we still believe in Jesus as a teacher and not as like you know this the you know, whatever. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, I um, do. <laughs> and we, res- we respect him. Um, certainly. Uh, I know I do. Uh, we pray to, you know, the mother Mary, uh, the angels. So we really mix in a lot of, um, things that make us feel comfortable just because it's so ingrained in the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, day of the dead, that's something that we celebrate a lot. I remember going with my grandmother as a little kid in Mexico to visit, some of her friends who had altars set up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, we mix a lot of Christian beliefs into the craft. Yes. I've noticed that. And I, I actually had one of my close friends, his name is Crash Irons. Look him up on Insta. Um, he grew up, his mother was a, she called herself a bruja. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, that's, he was explaining a little bit of that to me in the first season of this podcast. And I was like, oh my God, I want to know more about that. So when I got the opportunity to interview, he was yeah. like, I'm going to ask this question. Yeah. Um, and I, what he was saying was, you know, when the Christian people kind of came in and started colonizing a lot of that and doing a lot of appropriation, which isn't right. good, um, that kind of got melded. And it was like that culture's way of, in, of indoctrinating that with still yeah. keeping to themselves you know, still keeping to their culture and just like adding that in, which I found yeah. interesting. And I actually have heard, please don't quote me on this, but I've heard that hoodoo is very similar when they brought, you know, that those cultures in, in a not so nice way and like forced Christianity on them. Yeah. They were like, well, all right, fine, but I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And that's kind um, of where that got birthed, if you yeah. will. No. And, and yeah, I mean, I think if you go back to, you know, when the first uh, Christmas was celebrated in Mexico, it was like 1519 or whatever, when Mm. that was like the first recorded Christmas in Mexico and how they had to accept a day of the dead was like a thing. Like, so, so Christianity and witchcraft for Hispanic people um, and Latino people, because, you know, Brazilians aren't Hispanic. Um, (laughs) For Latinos, it's, it's just kind of, sometimes you can't really differentiate because we, you know, we, we worship a lot of the same things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting to me. And like, I mean, even if you go back to the Christmases that were happening in Europe and like the first Christmases and stuff, they, and they adopted a pagan holiday, which was Saturnalia. Like it's, I was loving doing research and I was like, kind of in my own little bubble during Christmas because girl got COVID and all that shit. So I was trying to heal. Girl, it sucked. It was no fun. Like on the day before Yule too, I was like, really? Oh my gosh. Really? Like the day before the winter solstice, 
I yeah. tested positive and I was like, <laughs> like sick in my bed with all my candles and like my incense <laughs> by me, like a crazy person, but Did in such a good way. Posts? Yes. I loved them. That was half of like my like inspiration for really deep, deep like diving in. Cause I do every year, but yeah. I had more time this year. So I was like, yeah. let's do some research. <laughs> like I want to know and like figured out like the Nordic traditions that got indoctrinated. It's so interesting. Oh, I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> And I want to get into one practice that you do on Instagram a lot that I love. And you are my first like window into this. And that's the sacred cacao readings. Yeah. Does that come from the Latin side of you? Does that come from the Latina X side? That's just me. Intuitively. I love it. Yeah. Like no one taught me how to do it. Like I, my grandmother, we had a, like, literally I could write a book about my family because some of the things are so like that you wouldn't even believe. Yeah. Um, but one of my, one of my uncle, one of her uncles married for a short period of time, a woman who had a Roma background, like oh Romani, Romani witch background. Yeah. Um, so my grandmother spent time with her because her uncle was, you know, older. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, back in the day, your uncle could be like your same age. Right. Yeah. Um, but her uncle was, you know, significantly older. So she got to know, her aunt, um, from like a mentor age different standpoint. And she actually taught with her like Romani, like family. They taught my grandmother how to read tea leaves and they taught my grandmother tarot and all of these things. Um, so, you know, my grandmother has shared a little bit of we haven't sat down physically because I haven't been able to see her because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but she's shared a lot of like tips about reading tea leaves and all of those things. And, you know, I started drinking cacao oof, probably like ceremoniously, probably like a year-ish ago. Cool. And, um, and you know, I kept drinking it. And then I started seeing these images and I'm like, this is just like a little strange. Like I'm getting like actual physical people, like physical bodies that I see on the bottom of my fucking cup. Well, I've noticed uh, that. Like, yeah. I, I, cause I know I haven't done my own, like I, I have researched reading tea leaves, but I haven't myself like developed that practice right. yet. Right. Um, but I've, I, the one thing I've noticed is that the images in the cacao is so specific. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Yeah. So we, so I've, and I've, I've shared this before on mm. Instagram, I've lost several pregnancies and oh, one of I'm the, sorry. my first, oh, it's okay. Um, mm. I've done a lot of like mental healing, which is why I'm able to talk to it like so calmly. Yeah. Um, but uh, the first cacao reading that I did for myself was, and I didn't know that I was doing a cacao reading. I just drank my cacao and like yeah. it appeared and that was like my, jumping into it mm. was of a literally of a couple with the baby handing the baby over to some sort of entity. So Ooh, it's got the chills. Whoa. Yeah. I actually, my really good friend, Kelly Mosser. Um, I love Kelly. Yeah. So Kelly, uh, Kelly's a really good friend, really good mentor. I saw her in New York and I share, I showed her a picture of the, of the, of the cup. And she was mm. like, this is wild. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So that cup, that to me, um, was sort of the start of my cacao readings. Um, I'm sure back in, you know, the times of the Mayans and the Aztecs, cacao readings were a thing. Yeah. 
there may be other people out there that do cacao readings, but this is all like intuitive. And before I take, before I do any reading, I always invoke Pachamama, who is the earth goddess of Latins, Latinos, especially in South America. And I always invoke Ish Cacao, which is the goddess of cacao, um, that the Mayans, that's what they named her. Um, yeah. She goes by many names. And um, and I usually invoke Kukulkan, which is a, the Mayan serpent god. Mm. So I'm like, I'm working with all of these like Mesoamerican, you know, deities. Yes. Um, and, and they just like, they live her every time. <laughs> they really do. I can't like, I have to share this because I mean, you as a psychic will know, like I, I am getting chill after chill after chill. I feel like somebody has stuck me in an ice box. Like it is really cool. And like intuitively what you were saying when, yeah, like what you were saying, what was coming up in my head was it's almost like you were waking up to a practice you'd done before yeah. in a past okay. life. Yeah. Like you were, it was a remembrance, like you were talking about before, not a like, oh, I've discovered this. Yeah. Like it was like oh your Mayan God. relatives were like, girl. <laughs> Let's get it together. Get it. Like. I, had, I had two conversations with a shaman, mm-hmm. um, like an initiated practicing shaman and another, my, my friend, Melissa, who does my Kashik records. Mm-hmm. And they were talking to me about, about like my priestess calling. I'm like, okay, like a priestess, like wears like a toga. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to be a pretentious asshole and call myself a priestess. Yeah. But the more and more, like I really dive into, especially my Aztec slash Mayan roots, like mm-hmm. a lot of creepy shit is coming up. And I, I don't even know. I don't know. But girl, you know, like, and I, I love, I have, I'm going to give you this tidbit because it's one that Danny Santos gave to me. Yeah. Um, I think the, the term priestess and shaman is a term for others to use for somebody like that. Yes. But I've actually, yes, I've been told, especially in the Peru. Yeah. 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 Especially in the Peruvian culture, you are not supposed to call yourself a shaman. That is not okay. Right. Others are allowed to call you that because you are there, you know, you are lending them healing. They are coming to you for their service, but it is, um, pre- not pretentious. What's the word? Um, uh, oh, narcissistic, I guess, to call yourself that, like you are supposed to be more pure of a human being than yeah. that. She, um, she, and my friend who's a shaman, um, she doesn't call herself a shaman on her yeah. Instagram page. Cause she has an Instagram page. She says she's a priestess of Hecate, but she never mm. calls herself a shaman. And like, she's been like, she's, she's been through like, like a years, years of training to become mm-hmm. a shaman. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and like, that's one of the things like that I talk about too, a lot too, is that like words are just words so yes. that we can understand what things mean. Like mm-hmm. the fact that we have a term for someone that is gay is so that in our little puny little human brains, we can understand how it's possible that a man can love another man in a way that a heterosexual couple does. So right. we, we create these terms such as the word, which to understand, you know, someone that is like you and me mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. So these are, like you said, and like Danny said, these are just terms that are created. So in our little human brains, we can understand these concepts that are so unbelievably wild. Right? Absolutely. Well, even you can even take that into binary and gender. Like yes. that is, it is, we are called a woman and a man because that was the best way for our tiny little brains yes. to identify, oh, that is what this is. And we've taken that so far right. and put ourselves in these tiny little boxes that, that are discriminatory. Yeah, absolutely. 
and, and um, for yeah. lack of a better term, um, too small for what yeah. uh, what quote unquote gender really is. And that's why, like, I explain like hereditary, like what it means, and and you know, like unpacking that word. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I is I so appreciate because I feel like that's part of the work that we're doing in this generation right. as witches, as as spiritual women, as, as, you know, empowered women, if you will, yeah. even people who aren't spiritual, if you're an empowered woman, you're here to break boundaries. You're here to oh, help, yeah. help this world reframe its yes. skewed view of what a being, a spiritual being really is. Exactly. Yeah, completely. Yeah. God, I love you. Oh my God. Can we make this <laughs> podcast like 14 hours long? Are you guys yeah. ready for a whole hangout? <laughs> Do it. Part two. I know, right? Like this is the first of many. I just <laughs> fucking love that. Um, out of curiosity, because you mentioned a lot of the like the weirder experiences and some of the more like eye-opening experiences happening around when you've delved into the Mayan and Aztec roots of yourself. Can you unpack that a little bit for us? Like I, I saw that you went to, please forgive me. Was it Machu Picchu? I know you went to a lot of um, sites. I saw that on Instagram. Uh, no, I, we went to Ushmal. Okay. Um, so it's spelled U-X-M-A-L, Ushmal, but the X mm-hmm. is like a sh, Ushmal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in the Yucatan jungle. So mm-hmm. that's in the Yucatan Peninsula, like Ushmal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went there. We've gone to several like d- different sites and, and ruins. Um, but yeah, uh, especially, you know, you have the, the, the pyramids in Mayan cultures and in Aztec culture, the pyramids were not only governmental bodies, but more often than not, the pyramids were sites of religious worship. Right. So, uh, you know, you, you go up these steps, which a lot of ruins you can't, but we were fortunate enough that Ushmal, they're raising money to, uh, to really restore the place. So they're letting people, I guess, go up the stairs of like a lot of some of the ruins that are there because, um, the more tourists and more people pay, the more they can, eventually they'll block it off. But for mm-hmm. now you can go up the stairs. Um, so we went up the steps, not stairs, steps of mm-hmm. uh, one of the pyramids. And, you know, you when you go up the steps of the pyramid, they're created in a way where you are bowing as you ascend. Oh, whoa. So you can't physically climb a pyramid standing straight like your body immediately and that's not witchy that's just like physics the way yeah. they do it <laughs> so like you ascend the pyramid and you're like bending down you're almost bowing down and um it's just it was just so wild to be in a place where these deities that I'm now connecting with were worshipped and to mm-hmm. see them carved into the stone and it's just, um, there was one of the pyramids that we unfortunately were not able to go up to. It's called the Magician's Pyramid. Mm. And in that same like architecture, um, archaeological site, it's yeah. called the Magician's Pyramid. And it is just like majestic. And, you know, being in those sites, connecting with that, there's, yeah. there's like an electricity. And it, it was just, it was like such a rebirth for me to physically see a representation like a physical representation of my ancestors which I'm sure like if you're Scottish and you go to like if you're Scottish Irish or whatever you go to like Stonehenge or whatever you're like wow like this is from my ancestors like that's how it was for me being in those ruins 
That is amazing. Um, and I'm sure too, it's almost a remembrance for your soul Yeah. to be like, oh my God, like I was here before. Like, and I, I feel that every time, I mean, as I'm very much a nature witch, I don't, I'm not necessarily Wiccan because I haven't studied Wicca. And I feel like that's a very big distinction and I have so much reverence for it, but I haven't oh, delved, no, in, yeah. I haven't well, delved into it. Yeah. Like, even if you wanted like a reference book, I, uh, Wicca by Scott Cunningham is okay. an excellent book. And it's not cool. like, it's like, it's not that big of a book. So that's I a love great. that. I'm going to check that out. I'll put that in the show notes for people too. Yeah. Cause it's, I think it's such a beautiful religion and I'd love to know more. It's just um, earth. It's, yeah. and, and it's a new religion too. So yeah. And actually my husband for, I'm sorry, this is a digression. My husband <laughs> for Christmas got me because I'm a very big kitchen witch he got mm-hmm. me a kitchen witch's prayer and it is a Wiccan prayer particularly what? I know and he doesn't know the difference so it's very cute but I'm like I'm putting this up anyway because it means yes. so much but now this yeah. is even more of a reason for me to like go yeah. in like delve into Wicca in particular <laughs> Wicca came up in the 60s so yes, it's it a, it's a new religion um that's a combination of just nature um and earth-based spirituality that mm-hmm. was just combined that's yeah. what it Exactly. And I love that. Um, but like you were saying that electricity, anytime I go into specifically woods, like I love the beach. I love areas of nature. Desert's great, but woods in particular, when I go into the woods, it's like my body is lit up. Yes. It feels like somebody has turned on the light switch in my body and I'm just like, Whoa, okay. Like, I, need to, I need to calm my ass down. Like, And it's such a cool, like, cause it yeah. feels more like a remembrance. Like your body's yeah. like, yes, here I am. You know, yeah. it's not a like, Ooh, this um, is new. Yeah. It was, uh, and just being there, like not really speaking loudly, like just a reverence for the, for this space. Mm-hmm. Um, it really like, it really fed my soul. I don't, yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Well, even ascending, like you were talking about ascending mm-hmm. this pyramid and the fact that you used that word is so cool. Yeah. Because it's like you're ascending into the spiritual realm and you're bowing yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So you're there in like, even just physically, they're um, inviting a reverence yeah. into the natural ascension, which is so yeah. cool. Oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, these, like, these, like, these, you know, anyone that built a pyramid or any sort of, you know, location that we now consider sacred, like Giza or Stonehenge or, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, any of these archaeological sites, these people were highly, highly intelligent and intuitive. And I truly believe that they had help from, they outsourced general contractors. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, they're built in a certain direction and a certain, uh, you know, centimeters and like, you know, like they're built a certain way for a specific reason and, and to just to be there and to be psychic and to be, you know, able to experience it yeah strongly as they did, but certainly pick up that energy is incredible. Well, especially as somebody who is so in tune with their gifts, you know, I, I, I don't like to say a psychic because we're all psychic. You are yeah. very in tune with your gifts just naturally. And because it's been so exposed, you've been so exposed to it, yeah. it must've been so yeah. wild to be there and to feel that energy with the, with the reverence and knowledge that you have in your mind for those energies. Yeah. That's so, so cool. (laughs) Girl, Mm, give it, Oh, I love it. Sorry. I'm like shimmying all over the place. Um, so what, like what style, like styles is a weird way to say it, but like what practices are normal for you? Like, are you, do you love to do a kitchen, which that was a weird way to say it. Do you do a lot of kitchen witchery? Um, are you like very connected to the moon? Uh, are you like, I know you were talking about some deities that you connect to, like, what are your, what are your things? 
Um, I guess that's where like me and my family, we don't really know how to define it. I guess I would consider myself like a traditional witch, like mm-hmm. a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like I do practice Wicca because it is my religion and I do incorporate Wicca, but there's nothing that I really say like, this is what I am. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning when I came out on Instagram and I was like, Hey guys, I'm a witch, like follow my account. Um, I really struggled because I was like, well, everyone's like sort of defining themselves as like a green witch or an electric witch. And I'm like, yeah. I've never heard of these terms in my life. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess I am a green witch. Cause like, I love hiking and I love the woods and like whatever, but you know, I don't really have, I don't, I just do a little bit of everything. I, you know, contact the deities that I feel called to. Mm-hmm. Um, I speak to spirits like daily. So there's not like, I can't really like define it. Yeah. I guess I said that incorrectly. Cause what, like, I wasn't like trying to get you to like put yourself in a box after no, we no, had no, this no, whole no. discussion after like not putting yourself in a box. I guess I'm curious, like when you are being magical in your everyday, like mm-hmm. what are, what are some practices that are very okay. natural and like close to your heart? If you won't mind sharing them. No, no, no. Um, I think, uh, intuition, intuition, like everything that I do is like in- intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from cooking to putting like extra ingredients, I guess I would be like kitchen witchery, like things mm-hmm. like that. Um, moon water, like I do moon water a lot. I have jars of like super moon water. Yeah. Um, I have moon water from like the last moon of 2021. Okay. So like things like that. Um, Ooh, um, I do, I guess I, I love opening circle, um, being with my spirit guides in a circle. Like I call it the quarters. Like yeah. I, I, do, I do the whole thing. I love that. Um, yeah. I, I, oh, I guess, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I guess it's because I, I'm constantly talking mm-hmm. to my spirit team and my spirit guides and my angels and my archangels. I don't really know. I can't, I you know it. what I mean? Like I just do things intuitively. Yeah. Like you said it in the beginning, it's, there's no real like, oh, I'm drawn to the kitchen. So I'm going to do this. You're just like, yeah. this is what I'm doing today. And this is, that's very much how I am. That's why like, yeah. if people ask me for a term, I say eclectic. Cause I'm like, there's no specific yeah. thing. It's just like what I'm feeling that day. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I know you are a tarot reader and you actually offer tarot readings too, along with being a lawyer. My God, you are a <laughs> fucking queen. Like, it's like, I'm going to save bitches and then I'm going to save their souls. Like, <laughs> like, I love that. Um, and you said that your grandmother learned that from a Romani like practor, practicer, which is so yeah. cool. I love the yeah. Romani heritage. I actually have, before I even knew any of this, I was very connected to the gypsy archetype and I actually yeah. have gypsy tattooed in Italian on my back. Yeah. Um, which can be a slight, but I, yeah, but I love, and I didn't even know, I just like knew I loved that. Um, And I very much believe in a past life. I was uh, like in a caravan, (laughs) (laughs) love that whole thing. Um, but I wanted to ask you because I find that, especially when I'm talking to like new clients or people who don't necessarily, uh, live in the spiritual realm that you and I do, if you will, um, they think of tarot reading as just like fortune telling. It's like, this is what's going to happen in your future. And in practice, and in my opinion, I just feel like it's so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And I would love to get your opinion on how you would like to describe that to your clients or for people who don't know what tarot is or how to use it properly. Um, I guess the way I approach tarot is maybe slightly different than other people because I channel mm-hmm. all of the time. So like, 
if I'm sitting with you, I like maybe your grandmother pops by mm-hmm. and she'll be talking to me and then you'll be asking me a question mm-hmm. and I'll pull the cards, the cards for me. I use the cards as a physical representation of the messages I'm receiving. So a oh, lot of people, cool. a lot of people, like when they read tarot, like the tarot deck does the talking, like mm-hmm. I'm talking to someone and the cards are just like physically showing you what I'm trying to convey. Wow. That's cool. I've never heard like, and I, cause I'm not a channeler, so I don't know. Like I'm just intuitively led. So like pictures will come to life. Like a movie screen will play in my head, but yeah. that's a really cool way to do tarot because you're a medium. Yeah. I'm like, so in tune with this gift. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I find that tarot is more of like, it's like a window into the soul. It's not a fortune. It can be fortune telling. It can yeah. let you know the energies that are up ahead. Yeah. But you're so mutable. Like it, you can't pinpoint it like that. And even yeah, if you did, no. it, it comes in puzzle pieces. You know? <laughs> like it's not, no, it's, um, it's, it's, inter- it's interesting. And it, and sometimes it's hard for me because I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how to deliver messages. Um, yeah. We, you know, I, I did a bachelorette group reading one time and uh, I was told that a woman like my, into like my guides told me mm-hmm. there was a specific woman. I know exactly who it is. She was, she's being abused by her husband. She's in a domestic violence situation. Whoa. And I'm like, well, this is, this is depressing. This is like a bachelorette, you know, reading. Like yeah. I'm supposed to deliver like super cool messages and like mm-hmm. that makes everyone feel like awesome. And like that reading for me was like really hard yeah. because the energy of this woman came in and I don't think she'll ever tell her friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think she'll ever will. Yeah. Um, I did say it at the end. I was like, you know, if there's anyone here that is, you know, potentially going through some domestic violence situations, um, you know, make sure that, you know, you can reach out to your friends that are present. Like, it, so yeah. for me, tarot reading, it's really like a full body, mind and soul experience. Wow. Um, because I, I will, you know, I you know, I, I will get these like really vivid messages. Yeah. Um, one of the, te- one, there was one time that I was, I wasn't tarot reading, but I was talking to, um, Melissa, uh, mm-hmm. who you probably know. Um, she's at the, the twitchy whisk whisker. Twitchy whiskers. Yes. Yeah. And I always get her handle. Wrong. Yeah. Um, so she and I were doing like a channeling session and there was a, a young man who came on and he was asking us about his career and everything. And I just got this like really deep, he was going like full corporate. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got this huge, like pain, like an, like an, like a heart attack pain in like my body. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, man, I was like, you need to be very careful. Like invest in your mental health. Like, because like, I'm sorry, but like, you may have health issues in the future. I didn't yeah. tell him I'm going to die. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just get these like full like body experiences. That is so wild because that's just that's so not how my psychic gifts. Actually, I don't. I'm not sure about that because I'm yeah. still very new to developing them. Yeah, like, my mediumship abilities have just started coming in, yeah. quote unquote. You know. Yeah, and I'm, you're, you're remember you're recalling them. Yeah, yeah. Well, like another guy who came from a three job interviews the mm-hmm. other day, and I stopped him on the street because he was like. I was like, this guy just had a job interview. And I was like, Hey, I was like, did you just have a job interview? And he was like, I did. I actually had three. And I was like, well, how did that go for you? And he was like, Oh, we were just talking about it. Um, 
because I, I feel like he needed to talk to someone because he yeah. had a lot of fucking energy. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talking to strangers. Yeah. Oh, I do it all the time. Like, because like, yeah, I can feel like is, that's especially because I've been a bartender for like most of my career life, if you will. Yeah. And working in that field for so long and like my empathic abilities were the things yeah. I picked up on first. Right. So I can fucking feel when somebody has shit to release. And that's why every job, every bar I ever go to, somehow I get named the, like the therapist <laughs> because I'll just like, what's wrong? Like yeah. why I'm smiling. I'm like, no, what's wrong? <laughs> just tell me. Cause yeah. if you don't tell me now, I'm going to have to feel this all night and I can't do it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. hundred yep. percent. Pearl, totally. <laughs> What are some of the taboos um, on this word that you would like to see broken in this lifetime? Like witch or bruja or all of these like terms, what would you like to see happen with this as an intuitive? I think for us to be recognized um, as healers, that's what we do. Yep. You know, I I understand there's a lot of deviation now and and people do whatever they do. You know, some people belong to the church of Satan and, and they really, work on developing relationship with themselves. And that's awesome. Like, that's yeah. great. And that's a deviation from the original term, which, which was a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do respect people who, for example, are belonging to the church of Satan. I, I have a great aunt who is a part of that. Nice. Um, so I respect her, but yeah. you know, I think the word, witch itself um, is a healer. It's a person that existed in these like pre-Christian times. And it was a person that delivered babies, a person that healed people when they came back from war, who like created like ointments, mm-hmm. um, which is a person that, you know, uh, perhaps helped people who were looking to sleep for the night because their husbands beat them. Yeah. Um, a witch was a person who allowed people to be spiritually expressive, um, who, help people understand the cycles of the moon and mm-hmm. harvest time and experiencing serendipity as more than just a coincidence, but as like an actual message from the universe. So yeah. we're really healers. We're really, I think, warriors for the earth. Mm-hmm. And I think the demonization of that word was created by men, which yep. we need to understand. Um, because at the end of the day, like Jesus was a witch. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. I have that theory too. Mary Magdalene was as well. He was. What we don't know anything that happened with Jesus from the age, like from a teen to 30. Yep. He was in Egypt. Yep. What the fuck was he doing? He was with some Egyptian shamans, let me tell you. Yes, girl. I have yes, my mom and I have this whole thing. Yeah. He comes back, the dude's doing Reiki. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I like I've done Reiki with Maria. Yeah. Sending arts. Like she's done Reiki on me. She's amazing, by the way. Oh, she's awesome. She's I, amazing. I, I, it's funny because the first time she did, when she did Reiki on me, um, I entered into a contract, a soul contract with a deity. Anyways. Amazing. Not what it, I told Maria afterwards, she's like, yeah, so that's not what's supposed to happen, but, <laughs> but let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, yeah, the dude comes back doing Reiki and all of this shit. And I'm just like, you know what? Jesus was a witch. And, and I thank think, you. And he's a healer. Like we're all healers. We all have access to the same healing arts, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we're healers. That's, that's what I would like people to, to know. 
I knew you were going to have such a good answer to that question. Like I like very specifically was like trying to find the right place for that in my interview. Because <laughs> I was like, she is going to have the best answer to this question. Amazing. Uh, yes. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah. And especially if you really dive into like the practices he was doing in that book in the Bible, yeah. if you will. I mean, like, and just like, think about it. Like oh, all, energy of these, all, all of these nuns, right? Yeah. Who, who became saints or like, all of these people who are like, oh yeah, like, you know, I became a nun, I became a saint because, you know, I talked to angels and I also heal with my hands. I'm like, bitch, you are a fucking witch. Yes. Like, I also talk to angels and like, guess what? Like, I, I'm pretty good with energy healing as well. Right. Like, well, and Maria so, was talking about this too. And she was like, I knew from a little kid, like I just was trying to place my hands on people. Like I just knew it. Mm-hmm. And that's, if you look at that book in the Bible and like through people who are Reiki masters or practitioners, it's the same fucking thing. It's all energy healings. Oh, it's so good. I knew you were going to have a good answer to that question. <laughs> all right. Since this is the witch podcast, what is the spookiest, the witchiest, or the most spiritual thing that's happened to you lately? Since you are a medium, I feel like this is a very broad question for you. So let's just go with lately. <laughs> um, I shared this yesterday with a family friend. So I guess I'll, because it's like in my mind. Yeah. Um, so when I started dating my husband, we, we dated in college, um, which like 12 years, 12 plus years ago. Um, so we dated in college and he doesn't have a dad. His dad passed away. Mm. And, uh, I went into my church, my, my university's, uh, like Catholic church center. Sure. And I go in there and I'm sitting on the pews. And I'm just like, I'm sitting all the way in the back and I had the feeling like I needed to talk to his dad, even though like I was dating this dude for like three months, right? Nothing like this is like a college like relationship, like whatever. Yeah. And I was like, Mr. You know, last name, Mm -hmm. I would like permission to date your son. Um, you know, I, I know that you're not here. And I know that you um, are a big part of his life, even though you're not here. And I want to date him. I want to have your blessing that, you know, that, that you know that I'm honest in my intentions. And from the um, stained glass, like there was light coming in and he comes down. This man comes down from the stained glass, like, um, light and he walks through like down the church to me he sits in the pew right in front of me and the people that are hearing this can't hear but you'll see it he like turns around on the pew in front of me he just goes like this like he puts his arm in the pew like facing me yeah and he just looks at me and he smiles and I'm like okay like this is different um so I leave And, um, I go to my husband's fraternity and in his room, he has a photo of like under papers because guys are messy. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's a photo that's peeking out and I look at the photo and it's of this dude that I saw in the fucking church. And I was like, who is this? And he's like, oh, that's my dad with my aunt on her wedding day. That's a photo of my dad with my aunt on her wedding day. I was like, 
Yeah. So, um, so you're probably not going to want to date me after this, but like, I saw your dad. And after that, like he understood, like, cause I mean, you're not going to share that when you're dating someone, especially. Yeah. So, um, that to me was like a huge, and the fact that he accepted that yeah. aspect of me, um, is really, you know, awesome. So that's, that's one of like the, I guess not spookiest, but one of the most like dear spiritual encounters that I had. I love that. That is so fucking cool. It was almost like he was giving you permission with that gesture. Yeah. And then yeah. the fact synchronistically wise, like that, that photo yeah. of his dad yeah. on his aunt's wedding day, nonetheless was like, a, yeah. yes, this is okay. I'm like, why do you have a photo of your dad of your aunt? Like on her wedding day, like have a photo of your parents. You know what I mean? Right. And like foreshadowing, not for nothing. Like <laughs> your dad, his yeah. dad was probably like, this is your future. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I, I certainly have like, like spookier stories, but like, that's the most dear one that I have. I love that so much. Well, and being a medium too, like, cause spooky is such a relative term. Spooky. I, I like to use for people who don't necessarily do this on the daily or don't connect well, to spirit in the same way. And, and just, you know, spirits, especially the ones that are like, violent are just like disgruntled they're like yeah. gardeners yeah. who are like who need an outlet to release this pent-up energy that they have yeah you like, know no one can harm you without your permission that's why in reiki you have to uh, consent to your energy being used yep so mm-hmm. the fact that if you encounter a spirit that is um like I, well, I like to say they're disgruntled yeah um, they're just like looking for an outlet they're like kindergartners who haven't had a nap you yeah, know? absolutely. Oh my God. That's such a good way to describe it. That's so true. Yeah. Well, and usually yeah. I, and from my experience and research and things like the reason that they're connecting to you is because they're recognizing something mm-hmm. of themselves in you. Like they're, they have it. There's something about your energy that they understand. Yeah, or, or, they're, or they're like, finally, someone that I can like, you know, talk to or express myself or whatever. Absolutely. And like, it's maybe somebody who has psychic gifts that are, are very um, prevalent. Like, you know, some people who have the proclivity to play the piano, some people are good yeah. in the kitchen or whatever. Like you, some people just have that natural ability, but if you don't have somebody to explain it to you or to help you develop it or get into a healthy mind space with it, yeah. that can really wreak some havoc. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. But I love that you picked a like deer experience yeah. because it's so beautiful. I just love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Of course. Um, Thank you. <laughs> all right. To wrap up here, do you have any words of wisdom for new witches, seekers, or people who are still searching for their path? Remember who you are. You are highly intuitive. Like intuition is your birthright. Your gifts that you see online, like, oh, clear audience, clear gustans, oh, this person is a medium, this person talks to spirit. Like you can do that too. We have just been conditioned to forget And I think once you understand why we have been conditioned to forget the oppression that had to take place in the demonization of those gifts to only reserve them for certain people in power to crush everyone else. Once you understand that from a systemic point of view, you really begin to see yourself for the special and magical person that you are. Perfectly said. Absolutely. Perfectly said. I couldn't agree with that more. That's so rad. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Mena. I I can't appreciate you more. You're so wonderful. I'm so happy to talk to you. So thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) Oh my God. Always. Anytime you want, literally. 
All right, my darlings, that is it for this particular episode of Witch. I hope you had as much fun as I did hanging out. Uh, you can find links to connect with my guest in the show notes, including their website, social media, and all kinds of cool stuff that they're up to. As always, you can find links to connect with me in the show notes as well, including my social media where I hang out most of the time. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. As always, I would love to give a very special shout out to Brie Banuelos and Jason Andrews for the kick-ass intro and outro music for this podcast. You both are badass, and I am so grateful to be able to use a little piece of your brilliance. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, ciao witches.